I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're listening to Ireland's Aviation Podcast. Welcome to this week's Squawk 7000. Well, it's been a very long time since people were able to gather together at an airfield for a fly-in. And this week's episode comes to you from Islas Field near Wexford. We'll be talking to some of the people behind the event, some of the pilots and some of the organisers on this week's edition. Aidan Power. I suppose it's the ILS coordinator here in the southeast. You're actually looking after the traffic coming in at the moment. Yes, uh, it was quite slow this morning earlier because I suppose with a little bit of uh, fog remaining there and in the Midlands, I believe, there was some fog around about there. So it's really settled now and uh, I suppose between this and the afternoon now we should have quite a few more. Tell me about the location of the field for people who haven't been in before. Uh, easy enough to find for some people, and other people find it a bit of a challenge, but if you get your bearings, it's quite easy. Yes, I suppose the nearest landmark here is Tamon Village, and Wellington Bridge then is out to the west. We're about 16 nautical miles from Waterford Airport, about 15 miles from Wexford Town. So th- that's the general location, down in what we call the sunny southeast. Well, it's certainly proven that so far today. Tell me about flying for yourself. What are you flying here? Uh, well, I've been, I got my licence back in the um, mid-80s, uh, doing an airfield in Castlebridge at that time, yes. uh, owned by John O'Loughlin, and uh, it was a Beagle Pup, a very unique aircraft, yeah. and we all got, we got many, many pilots, I suppose, trained uh, from that. And I've been flying different types since then. Uh, we've owned a, a rally aircraft that was based here for a number of years, about 12, 14 years. It is up there, indeed, it is very here today. It's based now up in Lime Tree, up the country, and it's a regular visitor to us. And then in the more recent years, then it was uh, an avid aircraft, similar to the to the the, 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 the Eurofox. Um, so uh, Condor is what we have been flying up to now and uh, you never know what will come in the future Now there's a whole lot of activity going on behind us as well there's people actually washing up (laughs) Well that's a very important part of this because I suppose uh, it's about getting something to eat I know when we go to other airfields we love to get either a tea or a coffee or something with it and that makes up for the little bit of uh, uh, anxiety on the way down to So that's Roger, that's copied. If you want to call, uh, establish on a left-hand downwind for runway 36. You know what to look for. Uh, left-hand downwind, runway 36. Barbecue, Charlie. 
So you'll have aircraft coming from all over Ireland eventually today? Yeah. Tomorrow, Our very first aircraft was in from Sligo. That was, uh, it took him about an hour and uh, 20, 20 minutes to come down. Uh, the weather was a little bit iffy up there early this morning, so that was the first aircraft in. But they've been progressively from different parts of, of the country since then. There's a man walking past with two plates of breakfast. We better go and find out what he's at. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Send him down here. <laughs> Coming down to find out what's actually happening here in the interesting end of the kitchen. What are you two at? Making breakfast. Frying rashers legs to beat the band. My name's Cindy Ryan. Cindy, what's the story? You've been feeding an army of people this morning. Only about 40 so far. Uh, that's more than most people do in the morning, to be fair. <laughs> it uh, is. I have to say it was very tasty too. Oh good, I'm glad. What, what's your involvement down here? Uh, I married in. <laughs> Uh, my husband has a plane in the field here. Who's this guy beside me who you've actually got in the sink? <laughs> That's my husband. So I'm Mike, Mike, Mike Ryan. Hi Mike, how yeah, are you? Not too bad. What have you been at today? Uh, doing a little bit of everything from uh, starting off in the morning to getting the airfield ready and doing the airfield inspection and helping Aiden. And when that's all over then, and the cooking is getting going, he comes in and does the wash up for transfers over. <laughs> it's it's a it's quite a team operation then, isn't it? It is, yeah. A little bit of everything. Mm. That's it. So uh, everybody pitches in. It's great, you know. Now, I think uh, the other thing, of course, is that people have been really starved, if you pardon the pun, of some aviation activity. People are delighted to get away. Exactly, they are, and and we've been blessed with the weather at the moment here, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so we we've um, been planning this and. Uh, We've had a two-day event this time instead of a one, mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to have it again tomorrow, mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully it'll all go as, as good as today. Dry your hands there. Can I drag you out for a minute? Because I also <laughs> want to talk about aeroplanes today, and you have one parked outside. <coughs> that's that's correct. I do. What is it? Uh, it's a, a Murphy Rebel. What is a it, Murphy Rebel? A Murphy Rebel is a, a kit aeroplane from uh, Canada. It's from uh, uh, BC. It's from Vancouver. Mm. So you buy the kit, you can make it yourself. And uh, you can put it on a permit to fly then. I have to say, the very first impression I had of the aircraft, and we'll walk over towards it, is how wide it is. It looks extremely comfortable. Oh, it, it is comfortable. Plenty of room in it uh, for two big people. You know, that's, that's the... The thing about some airplanes, they're very mm. tight, they're yeah. very you know, shoulder they're to intimate shoulder. Intimate is the word, I think, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I go around the other side if you wish yeah. there. <clears throat> so this one, uh, actually, I, I got this from France. So uh, it was built in France. It was there for about 20 years. And uh, I went uh, last year and I, I purchased it there. So it is, to describe for people who are listening to us on the podcast, it's robust looking, isn't it? Oh, it is robust looking. Uh, it's, it's all um, aluminium, mm -hmm. uh, so it's a metal plane. Uh, there's no fabric in this one. Mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of rivets. If you can look up on the website and uh, would you hazard a guess as to how many rivets are in there? I have no <laughs> idea. Actually, to be fair, there are a lot of them. Uh, there's yeah. 20,000 are supposed to be in it. So she is uh, fairly robust, as you say, yeah. Has it a utility category? Is it used in, in agriculture? Is it purely for fun? They, they use it uh, in other countries, in Canada, out in the, for bush flying. So, you know, the bush bush flying, and yeah. it's ideal here for the, with the field as well. Short takeoff? Oh, yeah, yeah, short takeoff, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. What's the power plant at the front? Uh, in the front, I have, a, it's a Lycoming mm -hmm. uh, engine. It's the smaller of the Lycomans, it's the, the 0235 engine. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, 118 horsepower. Okay, obvious question is, how do you end up flying a machine like this? What's your journey into aviation? My journey into aviation, uh, I suppose I started off always interested in it, but could never 
get around to doing it until I was later in life. And uh, I started uh, coming down to some of the fly-ins like this. I had no plane, had no experience, got talking to people, uh, especially the the, the people that were here before from SAC. And... uh, they encouraged me then to go ahead and I done my training in Waterford Airport which is not far from here and uh, from there I suppose I just got more interested in different types of aircraft and uh, I always like the field more so than the the airport itself you know I like the, I like the grass rather than the, the tarmac but uh, uh, so I was looking for a plane that I could fly in and out of uh, fields uh, you know with short capability and have uh, capability of going on a long journey as well so I mean there's plenty of baggage base in this one so you can go off bring the tent really camp overnight if you wished you that know. is the it's the ultimate bush flying idea then isn't it as it well? is yeah yeah so f- flying low and seeing a lot of the countryside that's yes and being the high wing of course you get a good view uh, d- downwards yeah how long have you this particular airplane? I've only got this now just a little over a year okay. uh, so it took me a while then to deregister it from France mm-hmm. and uh, to put it on the Irish register and uh, I was very lucky that, that with, even with the COVID uh, the, the IA were working from home mm. and they managed to progress it quickly so I was very pleased and impressed like you know so now at least I ha- have it for the summer Have you had your favourite flight in it yet? Well, my, I haven't gone too far in it yet because it's new. I'm only getting used to it. So I've only been going down to the coast, going down to the, the, the islands down here, Kilmore and around uh, the surrounding countryside here. Any plans then? Any plans? The plans will be to uh, go further up the country mm-hmm. and uh, progress on. And I'd like to be, uh, go to Scotland would be one of my plans. I've asked for Yeah, there they're up. It's climbing out nicely. I'm going to get in trouble if I keep you away from that washing up. You better, <laughs> okay. better go back. <laughs> okay, we, we go back, yeah? By Gabriel Tracy. And Gabriel, we're standing here beside a beautiful aircraft, yes. Piper Super Cub. It's a, well, it's better known as a Piper Super Cruiser. Cruiser, mm. right. The distinction being? They were built in 46 and 47, and the difference between a Super Cub and a Super Cruiser is the Super Cruiser can carry three people, two in the back. Mm. You see, it's wider in the back. Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying about the uh, the particular airplane in terms of its capabilities. First, I suppose a lot of people would know the Cub, and you know yes, it's it's, yes. it's the first int- uh, airplane a lot of people even had an introduction to. Yes, yes. What was the story that that they brought it to the level where it is now, the cruiser? A uh, guy up in Montana used to buy those airframes and and uh, reconstruct them mm-hmm. into this configuration. First, they fitted flaps on them. They put a Super Cub tail feathers on the back of them and they fitted a Lycoming uh, O320 uh, 150 horsepower engine onto it and so that made it largely like a Super Cub other than it wasn't a Super Cub <laughs> no, if you look in the back there's a bed you can sl- if you're out fishing or hunting and you got stuck you can sleep in the back of this aeroplane the original camper van with wings look at it. look at it. it's amazing there's actually a full length bed there yes yes yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and what's your history with this aeroplane? I bought it in I bought it in 1990 in Montana and brought it back in a crate here mm-hmm. and I have it since and um, it performs pretty good it can it'll cruise at it'll cruise at up to 100 knots way faster than a standard super cub mm-hmm. and it's because of the, the the shape of the fuselage you see the fuselage in it you see it goes out, it's more aerodynamic and, and the windscreen is more raked back in it mm-hmm. so they're faster than a Super Cub but the land 
equally slow as a supercopper. What's been your favourite flight on it? Oh, I've been down to this. I've been to the south of France in this. Lots of trips to Sywell. Lots of trips. I go to Edinburgh. I have a daughter married in Edinburgh. I often fly there. I've been everywhere. And your own introduction to aviation, how did you get started in it? Uh, my introduction to aviation started in, a, in about 1957. A guy who I knew, he stayed at our house by the name of Willie Gildee, learned to fly in Weston. And I learned to fly that time in Tiger Mutts. And there was another neighbour up further up in the, by the name of Johnny Farrell, also learned to fly. So <clears throat> on a Saturday, they used to bring me up to Abbey Shrew, in, and I got many a trip in the Tiger in the Tiger Mutt, and they had a BA Swallow as well. So that was it. And there was, it was in Jimmy Burns's field that it wasn't the field wasn't where the airfield is in Abbey Shrew now. It, it was in Jimmy Burns's field, which was a little bit to the north of that. Yeah. Your first solo. I learned to fly then in 1970, and, and I, it was 1970 before I got back to it. And I first saw it was at Dublin Airport. I learned to fly at Dublin Airport and, and at Burr. But I went solo first in, in Dublin Airport. That was common back then in 70 because it wasn't busy. And Iona Airways, oper- Pierce Cahill's company operated there. And it was the normal thing to do. Do you remember the aircraft? It was Victor Mike, Echo India Alpha Victor Mike, a Cessna 150. Yeah. Well, we actually share that in common. You flew that as well. There you go. Small world. Well, it gets very small. Doesn't it? It does. Yeah. yeah. And from that point onwards then, did you ever think of it as a career or was yes. it just... Yes, I did. But uh, what happened at that stage, the CFI at Borough at that time was, a, was an ex-Air Lingus captain. Bill Allen was his name. And he wanted me to go up to, uh, to uh, Bill Howard, who was the... The, the training captain and he was involved in, in, in the selection that time but I had started a business and I had got married and I had two kids and never followed it same up. story isn't it for a lot of people though. that's the story I never yeah. followed it up. I would have loved to but that that life took another direction and it probably was lucky I, from then on I was I had I own a private aeroplane for the last 45 or 6 years so I did okay out of it mm-hmm. mm. and for somebody who's thinking of, of buying an aeroplane for, for themselves yes. have, have you any advice in terms of like how much use should you get out of it and you know, they, they say that the two happiest days of a man <laughs> buying a boat is when he buys it and sells it is it the same for an aeroplane? I, I think so <laughs> I think so uh, my first aeroplane I bought it was in 19, about 1974 it was a Piper or not a Piper but it was a a 7EC, an Aronka 7EC. I bought it off a guy over in, uh, in, it was in Biggin Hill. And that was my first one. And that uh, airplane was re-registered here in Ireland as Echo India Bravo Bravo Echo. And that still flies in Crowell. Seamus Cochrane owns it up at Crowell. And then I sold that and I bought a, an Aronka sedan down in Tucson in Arizona. I go in the uh, Bravo Kilo Charlie and that still flies in Burr been rebuilt since you know so anybody flying in Ireland knows the seed breeding generation of most aeroplanes around the place yes, don't they, they do. oh yeah. yeah that's for sure mm. now but the, the champion I owned the BBE one I had a partner in that one who later went to Australia Alex Bailey from Bursa and he later went to Australia and he's back now again but 
Yeah, tell me about coming. We'll walk back up. Yeah. Tell me about uh, being at an event like this and, and, and the importance of it for, for people in aviation. Yeah, you get to know the other people from all around the country. That's the big one. People you would never meet otherwise, you know. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, Nikki O'Brien is my name. Nikki, we're standing beside a beautiful aircraft. I was immediately drawn to it. What, what is it? It's a Beagle A61, derivative of the Oster, the Oster A06. So she's a 1963 machine, rebuilt in England. Would have, did it see military service? Oh yes, she was, that's, that's her markings. Right. That's, she served as VX-924 in the Army um, training mission, so she's back in his Army colours. So. It is in beautiful, Nick. What, what was the story? Restoration much involved? Yeah, that was all redone in 2018. She was stripped completely. All the tail feathers, doors on the carriage was all, all redone completely. Mm. And all the wings were stripped and re-doped and, re- and repainted in the military. 
as you call it, you know. And uh, you know, I inadvertently called it an ostrich because I was looking at it from a distance. But there is a there's a bit of, uh, of well, she actually was born as an ostrich or six, rebuilt as a beagle. Mm. She got a much bigger tail. Yeah. Added more weight to the, best, the the tail of it, so she's quite heavy plane. It weighs in an empty of 1,560 pounds, whereas the old Oster was weighing at around maybe 1,200 pounds. So she's, she gained a bit of weight, <laughs> but that's uh, she got a 150 horsepower like combing engine, uh-huh. which replaced the, the, the Gypsy Major. And what's your relationship with it? Uh, I only have it now. I have it about a year and a half. I have it two years next May. Mm. And uh, I had an old Aster, but it was underpowered. It had a, a Luton minor engine in it. I wanted more with some because the old one wouldn't climb when you got off the ground. This one will climb. Mm. And, uh, and she'd get off the ground in about 200 metres as well. So it's not too bad. And I'm looking for the, the reg on it, so you must have got the, uh, no, the reg is permission. A, a, I'm exempt from the reg. The reg is on a little sticker, a plate, a steel plate, only about three inches by two inches. And that's the only identification is on her. Whereas the rest is, I've got a exemption for putting on the army, leaving the army markings. The, and the interior <coughs> is superb. And that was all redone as well. That's all rebuilt by, 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 by the, the, the crowd that rebuilt it. Mm. What got you into the flying? Beagle. I've been flying for 30 odd years. Just a hobby. Where'd you start? Started with the Marple Hall in Kenny many years ago in 1990. Mm-hmm. So flying since and I still do a bit. You know. What kind of aeroplanes would be in your logbook? Well I had the old Astra, I had a Jodel 1050 and uh, the old Astra uh, A4 or what they call it, a J1 Astra and uh, had a Citabria, <coughs> good 150 was a good plane. And uh, a Taylorcraft, which is a derivative of, of the Astra again. Mm-hmm. I like the Astra. They're, they're a very stable, heavy plane. Cruises, not, not a fast airplane, cruises about 90 knots, 95 knots. W- what was their original role? Was it observation or training? Observation was the Astra was, but just, mm. this thing was training because mm. she wasn't born until 1961 right. through these crowd. Mm. She originally is 1949 Astra. They're the same as the, as the Terriers, the Astra Terriers yeah. 2s. Yeah. But she's an actual Astra Terrier 3, really. Yeah. So, But she just been back into uh, Beagle and were redone. But uh, I don't think it was a success financially, so they stopped doing them. I think she's the only version around, even Europe, that has the 150 like homing conversion on it mm. from the from the Gypsy. In terms of flying, then for you, what's a, what's a good day's flying? Oh, I, I fly, fly locally. I fly within 50 miles of my own base, and then I have another aircraft on that we can fly a Mahesh here in an RV6. Oh, nice. So she travels. Mm. Much You're doing a bit of tur- touring and take the that. Touring and take that. She's way quicker, yeah, you know. She's, yeah, yeah. she's a 150 knot airplane. That's only 95 knot airplane, yeah, yeah. you know. And with, you know, lockdown and COVID and everything like that, it, people have been sort of dying to get back out into an event. And today's a good one. Oh, it is a great event. The weather's fantastic. Mm. So I'll, I'm sure there'll be lots more coming in here today and tomorrow. Noel Marr is chairman of the Irish Light Aviation Society. Well, first of all, you're more than welcome to the sunny southeast. Uh, we've all been starved of fly-ins over the past two years. Uh, we managed to get a great uh, midsummer fly-in here back in June. Uh, the weather was just perfect for us. And uh, this weekend we had a harvest fly-in planned. And because the weather was promising and we're coming to the end of the season, we said, look, let's have two 
fly-ins back-to-back. Yeah. So we're here this morning and we'll be here again on Sunday. But as you can see, the airfield, um, it's a lovely setting. Uh, we're just north of Kilmore Quay and the Salties, which is a great reference when you're flying down. Mm. Some people still have difficulty finding it, but with the Salties and Bano Bay on the right-hand side, right. you've got two very good reference points. The field is just under 600 metres long. We've a displaced threshold at both ends so that you clear the boundary fence. Not that it's a problem because they're frangible and there's no ditches. Uh, we filled those in some years ago. And the approaches are absolutely fantastic. And that's one of the big benefits. You know, lots of sky, no obstacles in the way. And uh, as you say, we're, we're just getting back. We've had a difficult, mm. as we all have, difficult time over the past two years. So give us an idea about the kind of range of aircraft that we've even dropped in so far this Saturday morning. Sure. Well, look, it's been a slow start because there's been a little bit of uh, low fog around the country. Uh, I came from Kilrush now and there was low, low cloud base at Bunclody. So I came down over the Black Stairs. So you have to obviously bide your time. But you have a reasonable response. It'll be a slow burn, I'd say. Uh, just starting at the end here you have Gay Tracy's Piper Supercruiser Echo India Charlie Fox Hotel a lovely machine it's got droop wings and also for short takeoff and landings so Gay gay babies that machine then you have a full range you have a Murphy Rebel here that's only on the ILAS system and the uh, since since uh, early this year actually uh, then you have the machine I fly, Piper Super Cub, a PA-1895 November Yankee, which is pretty well known. It's been in the country since the mid-60s. What is her story? Well, it's a long story. You probably don't have enough time. We but, have all the time in the but world. Effectively, it was brought into Ireland by um, Jack Braithwaite, originally, who were uh, aerial photographers. Mm. And it was used commercially based in Kuna and Shannon. And it was flown by the famous Hayden Lawford. And Hayden ended up flying for many years afterwards with Air Aaron. Mm. Sadly passed away a few years ago. But he was only a newly qualified commercial pilot and he cut his teeth on that when he was only two years old. Mm. But it was imported into Ireland in the mid-60s by the Central Flying Group in Turles. Uh, they were anxious to um, get, get a club going and uh, they negotiated to buy a Piper J3 Cub from um, CSE Aviation. Mm. Uh, and they went over to buy the aircraft, I think for something like, something ridiculous, like eight, 900 pounds at the time. And they came across the Super Cub, which was a couple of hundred pounds dearer. And they then realized it had electric start, it had all the creature comforts. So for what they were looking for, it fitted the bill. Mm. And that's the story. So it came back, it was operating here on the G-Reg for a few years, and then they put it on the Irish Reg. And it's had, um, you know, as most aircraft of that vintage have had a checkered history. Um, she had a bad prang in, um, down in Spanish Point in 1978. Uh, and it was almost a basket case mm. at that stage. But it, previously it had done a few landings on the sleeve blooms. It had mushed down on header and things, but they're, they're a very robust aeroplane. It, it must be one of the oldest on the Irish Register. I mean, uh, Alpha November It wouldn't Yankee. be quite oh. in that league. Well, it is. 1965, yeah. it was registered. The machine itself mm. was built in 1959, mm. and it was delivered to the UK in uh, 1960. But it has spent uh, all its life in Ireland. Uh, it was rebuilt then in the early 80s by... Um, Eddie O'Loughlin from Monster Evan. Eddie is an, an absolute wizard with him. He, he's built a number of aircraft, including Tiger Mots, and he built that and he had a farmer, but a fantastic pair of hands, very good engineering know-how. 
and any work he did was always superb. So it stood the test of time. That, I think it first flew then after that rebuild in 1986. So I've been flying it now for 30... 34 years, I think. And the distinction, I suppose, uh, of uh, the of ILAS and the purpose of it was is that aviation at one stage got extremely expensive. Absolutely. And somebody, you were looking for a, a way, I suppose, to, to to make that more accessible and keep the safety. That's right. And back in the um, in the 1980s. Uh, the amateur built movement started first and the first aircraft that was built in Ireland was by our friend McDonoghue and he he was a rep at the time for IBM and he built this uh, Evans Evans Volksplane which in fact is in Ballybuckle as you speak and he actually um, pioneered the whole movement of amateur building and he then formed what was to become the Society of Amateur Aircraft Constructors. Parallel with that, you had people on the classic aeroplane side who actually were buying XC of A aircraft and once the permit became available, it did exactly what you described. It allowed people to operate a light aircraft without the same stringent requirements as C of A aircraft so it allowed it also allowed the pilot owner to do a great deal of maintenance and work himself in fact almost to the point of restoring them so that was the background and then as you know in 2009 SAC and the Classic Airplane Club came together and formed what is now ILAS. So we cater for both the amateur builder and the X-Factory restored classic and vintage. And that is quite a surprise because while yes you can look at some beautiful old classic mm. aircraft, you look at some of the other aircraft that you support and these are very, very high-spec, high-tech aircraft. Yeah, well, the modern LSA type are very high-spec. Unfortunately, as we speak, ILS does not have approval. It's not within our scope to permit X-Factory aircraft that are newly built. It's something we're working on, and we've applied to the IAA for this because EASA has, in its wisdom, decided to allow national aviation authorities to opt out and of the EASA scheme for that category up to 600 kg. We have an application with the IAA and we're expecting they will do some So this research. is the conversation you hear at Airfields about the 650k Correct. Uh, approval? This, yeah, because obviously with the microlights at 450, they're somewhat limited with fuel capacity for touring and so on. Mm. And sometimes with two up, you're marginal in terms of... And I suppose for clarification, that's not... The aircraft is capable of the 650 it's the legislation says it's 450 well yes and no uh, some are only designed to the 450 spec and were certified for 450 mm. they would find it almost impossible to get up to the 600 if it was certified as 600 but a, but restricted in this country to say 450 well then sure it's paperwork but if it was certified and tested at 450 it will not it's be to, stay at that. to do it retrospectively yeah. Yeah. you could do it but it would be a very expensive yeah. exercise I mean, this type of machine here, the Icarus C-42, lovely aircraft, Rotax engine. Again, that would be a, a microlight aircraft, and uh, it's a credit to the engineering that they were able to get such a package into such a lightweight machine. This machine here, Michael, um, it's one of our... It's a Falco. It's a Falco ah. F-8, FL-8. It's, it's uh, Bravo Charlie Juliet, operated by one of our members, uh, Mike, Mike McLaughlin, and it was rebuilt many years ago. It was an Abbey Shrule for a while. Uh, lovely aeroplane. Retractable undercarriage. Retractable. He has the bigger engine. Some only have a 150 mm. horsepower, Dave, and there's 160 and 180s but certainly uh, and it's mechanical retractable undercarriage which is interesting you know but certainly they were always very um, very sleek looking aircraft 
And here's the owner himself now, I'm the sure, who'll tell it. <laughs> is, is that a constant speed prop? Yeah. So he's a constant speed prop. Oh, God, yeah. It makes about a 35% difference to the takeoff performance. Does it really? Yeah. But it's 25 kilos sticking out the front, so. Yeah, whereas some of the earlier machines were fixed pitch 150 horsepower. They were pretty much all, yeah. Yeah, but this machine, uh, you know, it, it was one of the predecessors to, to the Marchetti mm. because mm. they were both designed by Stelio like Fratti. It, yeah, yeah. it does look like it. Same and uh, Is it the same wing? Yeah, when you think yeah. about it, they put an, what is an IO540 in the front. Yeah. Same wing and yeah. about a significant weight increase. Right. She's, she's, she's nippy enough now, but... The other, the other interesting feature of it is that it's a... The structure is wood. Is the wing, the spars and the ribs are all wood? She's all wood, yeah. Yeah, which is amazing, really. Fantastic. Uh, for such a sleek aeroplane. Lots, lots of people think it's glass. Yes, uh, it's a credit to the designer, and they're, they're very much sought after now. Of course, we've assessed the 172 here again. We yeah. get a lot of... Uh, GA colleagues who come along on the day because mm. uh, we've sort of built up a little reputation, I like to think, for our catering. The and breakfast is like good, actually. Yeah, yeah. We'll Have you sampled it yet? Not yet, but oh, well, it's on the list. We better yeah. not delay yeah. it too long, yeah. Michael. Yeah. Uh, Dave, we're here at ILAS. Great activity going on this weekend. But next Sunday, there's another opportunity for pilots to get a bit of breakfast. Yeah, we have the famous uh, Bar Breakfast Fly-In back on next Sunday, which is September 5th. Um, Weather permitting, and uh, if it's anything like this, we're going to have a fantastic morning. And the morning this year is a native St. Vincent de Paul and Burr. So and we're delighted with that. You've had some great support as well from sponsors, I think, for this particular event. We have, and without their efforts, obviously, these things are much harder to do. So we've had Musgraves and Java, um, Limerick Frozen Foods, Julius Hotel, great sponsors and supporters of the event. So what would you say to any pilots who are thinking about uh, going out next weekend? Uh, get up early, don't eat any breakfast and have uh, your appetite ready and come into Burr. That's Dave Kerboy with a reminder about the Burr Breakfast Fly-In on Sunday next, September 5th. And we'll be there. A special thanks to Noel Marr and the Irish Light Aviation Society members for their hospitality. To get the news first, subscribe now to Squawk 7000 on your favourite podcast platform.